0: welcome back to cannibal golf pod episode zero one four 014. fourteen that's uh it's a different love number that no one oh, it's my birthday oh okay that's, and my birthday is on valentine's day so 14 is also
1: a love number yeah that nobody knows about me and my wife got heart-shaped pizzas on valentine's <laughs> day this year <laughs> deep dish oh yeah i knew she was the one <laughs>
0: hey it's a cheap way out yeah it was a nice and dinner. probably a lot more tastier it was a nice dinner date for sure all right it's uh as you know that voice by now it's it's charlie he's a co found no solo founder ceo cfo COO of the sunrise circuit
1: yep i'm the lone member of that golf tour at the moment <laughs> But always down to recruit more. Anyone who wants to come out can join me. Looks like you got a video guy now, though. Yeah, yeah. He was there. He, he only showed up for the first tee, which was not my best swing of the day. <laughs> I didn't have many good swings that day, actually. It was pretty early. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the sunrise to get a little warmer later well, You didn't see, did see it till what? Like the fourth hole? But I even later? Yeah, this time, I think I... I mean, I, I saw my shadow for the first time on the seventh hole. So I think I saw the sun on, like, the sixth hole, maybe? Six T, maybe? I we'll check that, the tape. Yeah, we'll check back on that. But I think it was the six T when I first saw the sun. Oh, yeah. So that was a cool one. It's yeah. early in the season. And the course was... Yeah, it was no, <laughs> no pins a couple times, frozen pins other times, goose shit everywhere, so... We got to get a little more funding in the Sunrise Circuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> got too many jobs on that tour. I'm trying my best.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh,
1: and you know who that laugh is. That's uh, the lone member of Arnie's Army on this podcasting duo, yeah. Augie. Yeah, I'm wearing a. Uh, I
0: walked in. We're in Charlie's uh, studio this yeah. week.
1: Sitting next to the piano. It's an official recording mm-hmm. session, <laughs> just in case we want to bust out a little.
0: <laughs> there we go nice yeah um yeah i opened i opened up this so actually this was delivered a while ago mm-hmm. so during the um arnold palmer invitational at bay hill uh there think pomo is running a running a promo yeah combined with arnie's army if you donate like 75 bucks you got a hat and me being the sucker for a hat guy and that I am.
1: And a chance
0: to win some Ricky Fowler yeah. shoes. So yeah, it showed up and the box has sit been sitting there for
1: a while, but it's op- a good looking hat. Opened it up, it's it's pretty slick. It is nice. I mean, no surprise, Ricky's got very good taste, as we'll get into later. He he lives very under par. And the most interesting thing about this hat is so like
0: like I took it out and I put it on and like the underside is like kinda rough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like feel oh, this is a visual podcast. Mm-hmm. Like look at oh it's it's a bunch. So I'm looking at the inside of the bill. It's a bunch of uh, years. Yeah, and then it has so it says 1965 comma 1966 times three, 1967 times four. Right. So I assume that's the number of times that Arnie won in that, each of those years. I, I
0: think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's we'll wild. Get, like, we'll get a it's, shot of that. It's so cool. It almost
1: looks, it, it, if you're not looking at it that closely, it looks like some uh matrix digits right, going across. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that is interesting. Oh, yeah. And then when you're wearing it, you would see it too. Yeah, it's wild. So that's actually, yeah. Like, like, I'm
0: like, oh, that's just maybe that's like some new tech. And then I started looking
1: at it. And I'm yeah, I like, so that's whoa, Arnie's career wins by year, I would assume, which is pretty cool. So yeah. They had a lot of little like. You know, Puma did some a bunch so of cool, them. subtle designs for the Arnie Bay Hill Week. So,
0: so yeah, it, uh, and it actually matches a new pair of shoes I bought over the over the winter. Okay, some uh, you just work- clear, some clearance echoes white <laughs> with. Green. Like lime green And it matches the hat perfectly You're working up to your full uh, Ricky Fowler Halloween costume <laughs> You'll be ready by October I'm either going to look like Ricky Or I'm going to be sponsored by Puma At some point in my lifetime Like yeah. it's it's got to happen
1: Yeah One or the other
2: <laughs> Quick interruption here Um, Just got back from Charlie's And it's late And we forgot to record a little intro to give you a preview of what's happening in this episode, but uh, my wife is sleeping, so I have to be quiet. Anyway, we will start off with beverages, as we usually do, then we'll talk a little uh, Australian golf and knife etiquette. Yeah, that's right, knife etiquette. We also share some personal embarrassing uh, etiquette stories uh, from ourselves, which are pretty entertaining. We'll touch on the PGA Tour a little bit. Uh, But mostly talk about their new slogan that they have out there. If you haven't heard about it yet, it's called Live Under Par. Hope you're living under par. And then we will transition to our interview this week. Uh, You've heard of him before, Michael Calkin. This is less gambling, more of a traditional interview. And then uh, on the back end, we'll talk a little spring golf, spring golf season has finally arrived, we think. Um, We'll talk about what we are most looking forward to in the next few months in golf, and then we'll shut it down with the usual Spotify edition. So, let's get this thing started.
0: All right, what are, we, uh, what are we drinking for this episode? So I... Uh, Speaking of pianos, yeah, like well,
1: are we, I'm, pretty, I'm looking at it. It looks pretty classy. It is a pretty classy piano, and I'm, I've got a classy beverage this evening. I, uh, I told Jeff when he was on his way over, I was cooking dinner for my daughter and didn't really have a chance to run out to the liquor store, and I found that I had uh, two chocolate stouts, a vanilla porter, a pumpkin beer, uh about two shots of tequila and a bottle of red wine. So of those I chose the 699 bottle of uh red wine from Aldi as my cannonball golf beverage of the night. <laughs> I'm having a Crystal Creek Cellars Cabernet Sauvignon 2016 was a very good year in Columbia Valley from what I remember. <laughs> I mean the view that I have right now is just kind of like like this like looks- <laughs> Outside of the shirt you're wearing, yeah. extremely classy. Yeah, I, I I don't have my monocle on right now. I've got both, both glasses lenses in. I mean, you even got like the the really fancy like moccasins I do on. have some cool moccasins and <laughs> slippers, yeah. yeah that's those true. Look,
0: those look great with the a piano in c- the background. And a then, cigar. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and then you got that, you know, first vert the first run of the Cannonball Golf Pod t-shirt. Yeah, uh, well, I stay grounded. Yeah. <laughs> What are you drinking, Jeff? (laughs) The antithesis to that.
2: Antithesis
0: is one of my favorite words of all time. It's a good word. I love it. It's a really good word. Um, I saw. I I think I saw it on. I knew this was coming out, and I kind of forgot about it. Mm -hmm. But John Daly came out with his like own liquor beverage. Nice. And it's called. It's literally called John Daly's Grip It and Sip It. (laughs) Dude never misses a marketing opportunity. He's I thought they a would just go with the John Daly's. Yeah. But he has to just put the grip it and grip sip it. Grip it and it. sip it. <laughs> he hits it hard. So, yeah, he's got two flavors out. He's got... The traditional John Daly, which is the half and half, which like is like an Arnold
1: Palmer with, with vodka. vodka in it. So there's
0: vodka in that can. I think it's just like fermented, yeah, something. It's not. I don't think it's vodka. Yeah, I think it's a malt,
1: malted beverage. Yeah, hey, I don't think you can. I don't. Can you even As put a, vodka in a can? <laughs> I'm guessing not. So they've tried it in Russia. So yeah, tried the.
0: <laughs> so I tried the uh, traditional. That's pretty good. It's a little on the sweet side, okay. as you would imagine. Yeah, with the lemonade, this is the one I'm drinking right now. Is the hard tea? So it's mm-hmm. just just tea, a tea malt, uh, malted tea. Malt tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love tea. Hey, but yeah, it's kind of it balances the uh, the the bite with the with the tea. With a right. sweet sweet John Daly rip. <laughs> so yeah, I I like it. If I were to grade, if I were to grade the two, I would give. Give a slight lean to the hard tea. The hard tea is a little better than the one with
1: lemonade, also. Yes, but right. they're both amazing. All right. Where'd you get that? What? Where can, <laughs> where can our uh, listeners find John Daly's Grip It and Sip It? <laughs> so,
0: us local to Chicago,
1: everyone yeah. knows Benny's, and their yeah. tagline
0: is if it's not a Benny's, it's not worth drinking. <laughs> it's not a Benny's. Yeah, okay, not a Benny's. But yet. it is worth drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I find, so, the way I found it was I actually went to his website. Okay. <laughs> and they have like a locator. Yeah. And sure as shit. Your like liquor store at, next door? Yes. There's a liquor store at the end of my block in between like me and Wrigley Field. There's a With, liquor
1: store at the end of every Chicago block.
0: But yeah, just the the laundry list of places yeah. is that. 90%
1: of them are just like mom and pop liquor right. stores. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah grassroots marketing john that's john daly's specialty i mean he probably just drove around in his rv and threw out a case onto every liquor store's doorstep like a paperboy, drunken johnny Appleseed. yeah
0: it's good though man i tell you what it's stiff the eight percent and he puts it right on the front he hits it hard man <laughs> super
1: classy with the uh yeah, the argyle the printing. Print. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of John Daly's canned alcoholic beverages. Matches my work socks from today. Perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of hitting it hard, a couple guys in Australia <laughs> hit it a little too hard on the golf course this week. They had multiple John Daly's. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, the story has been kind of everywhere. Any any golf, uh, you know, blog or social media accounts at least posted a screenshot of the headline even
0: even golf week in like their second line as multiple outlets report and they have a
1: link to the multiple outlets but a stabbing occurred on an australian golf course in a dispute over course etiquette tell us more jeff (laughs) live on the scene so on the google i dug in this to
0: dug into this a little bit and So apparently they were out. So this is Mm pre-golf. They were watching a boxing match. Okay. Obviously. That never gets rowdy. Having a couple soda pops.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Apparently this boxing match was in the morning Australian time. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. So okay. it's like, hey, let's go watch it. Hey, let's go watch a boxing match. I did some violence. Yeah. And let's
1: get drunk and afterwards, <laughs> just, hey, let's go to a golf course to start our day. Yeah. Right. Man, Australia is just backwards <laughs> place. <laughs> so, you got to do everything on different times.
0: <laughs> so they go to the golf course and said guy is. I guess he was the one causing all the ruckus. Yeah. The L- the stabber, the not sta- the stabby. Yeah. The stabber was the one. Being a little obnoxious, little too drunk, dragon, mm-hmm. dragon feet, dragon pins—you know, basically tearing up the tearing greens. Tearing up greens. Yeah. His two buddies like called them out on it. <laughs> well, I guess you don't call your buddy out after watching you boxing know, match. Boxing his, match. And yeah, he hammer.
1: was uh, testosterone was revving at that point, so he left. Where'd he go? The parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he went to his car because. Apparently he had a knife in his car. Well,
1: yeah, and that's... then he turned around and went back to the golf course. Like... If I learned anything from Crocodile <laughs> Dundee, everybody in Australia has a very large knife, either in their car or in their, you know, leather vest at any point. So yeah, wild came
0: back met his buddies which I guess the buddy that got really really hurt they've been buddies since they were like five years old oh my gosh so he just started wheeling the knife and hit him in the leg and
1: hit an artery and the dude almost bled out and died All right, well happy to report he didn't die (laughs) but this seems like an act of premeditated aggression they've known each other for a long time this probably wasn't the first etiquette dispute these two have had but this one was the final one they're probably going to have so the guy's in jail. The other guy's recovering, I guess. Guy got and, 20, twenty months. Yeah, twenty months in jail. Which, who knows what if that means? For stabbing your long-time yeah. friend. Who knows what that means in Australian law? <laughs> because you but... <laughs> true. Yeah. Maybe he's up for parole sometime soon. Yeah, he'll he's... be he'll be back at the bar for the next Mayweather-McGregor fight. Do <laughs> <laughs> you? What's your what's your worst run-in on a golf course? Oh, uh, so I. <laughs> I was thinking about that when I found the article and I, I have some like embarrassing kind of like peripheral memories of playing golf with my brothers and, you know, like getting in fight like me and my younger brother, I think gotten like a borderline fist fight on like a course when we were young, when we were, you know, probably 12 or younger so but I don't add, really
0: add more to do with that your brothers. Yeah, just
1: brothers, just, you know, egging each uh, other golf on. Course. Yeah, not not really over golf etiquette and certainly not stabbing <laughs> each other, but definitely probably like wrestled around on the ground a few times. But the one I remember that's the most embarrassing thing I ever did on a golf course was I was playing in a high school match one time uh and I th- <laughs> it was actually it was a match at a really nice course in Indianapolis and I got really pissed off about just like a kind of mediocre shot I hit and I tried to throw my, it was a chip shot. I tried to throw my wedge back toward my bag and it, I was so pissed that it held in my hand a little longer and I just kind of lifted it as I made the motion to throw it and I threw it into a tree next to the green (laughs) and so i had to grab a flag it got stuck in the tree i had to grab a flag out of the hole and go knock it down out of the tree how far away
0: were you from the green uh
1: i was it was a chip shot so i was probably like the green side yeah i was green side green side chip not like
0: you're like 100 yards away (laughs) no no
1: no it was a a green side chip and Mm -hmm. i you know just probably scuffed it or like chili dipped it and hit a crappy chip and Tried to throw it toward my bag, ended up accidentally throwing it into a tree, had to knock it out of the tree with the flag <laughs> stick, and this was at Crooked Stick Golf Club. <laughs> Crooked stick. Yeah, where where John Daly famously won his PGA. So full well, circle. That's, a, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my my worst kind of etiquette, dumbass I wasn't even drunk. It was a high school match. So it was just a dumbass golf moment. I threw I threw a wedge and accidentally got it stuck in a tree at the nicest course in indianapolis a, yeah. cr- crooked stick is legendary course and oh, everyone yeah. talks about it and i mean we were a legendary tournament too we were very lucky to be playing there and a 17 year old charlie asshole threw his wedge into a tree because i didn't chip it in <laughs>
0: <laughs> so whenever when somebody like says like the words crooked stick yeah. does, like, does I, your skin like kind of cr- do you <sighs> immediately go to that
1: no, actually, you know, my kind of redemption there, and I, I don't remember the chronology actually no I do. Uh that was that would have been senior year um, in a match and probably a month or two later I my career best round of my life was at Kirk and stick. Really? Yeah, I shot seventy at Kirk and stick, which is two under. From the gold tees, not that they have like a black, you know, like their PGA championship tees, which are crazy. Which nobody played. Um, But even in our high school tournaments, we played the blue tees, which were one up from the gold. I played the gold with three of my buddies, actually Kevin Bowen, one of the guys we interviewed. He was playing with me. And I shot two under straight up, you know, middle, it was the week before sectionals, my wow. senior year of high school. So I actually, <laughs> I, I have a, uh, very <laughs> Polar- hot, and, yeah, polarizing. hot and cool <laughs> memories of <cricket> <laughs> one very bad one on the eighth hole, which is a great par four. And then, uh, yeah. Of the whole course, I have probably my best, best round of my life memory. So, wow. yeah, so much for karma. Yeah. It was like the week before the Solheim cup was there. So it was in great shape. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was a good round, but you know, that's golf <laughs> two months before that I had missed a chip and thrown my wedge in a tree what about you
0: at least the golf gods didn't see that yeah
2: no there's no way
1: If they saw that there's no way you're hitting you're you're shooting 70 i don't know what golf gods watch over kirk they let john daly win so true (laughs) they may have they may have a different jurisdiction for that course and now i'm drinking his malt beverage (laughs) there you go full circle of life (laughs) what about you i don't
0: i don't have a i don't yeah very low profile story yeah extremely low profile um i had like just moved back to chicago and so it was like 2007 2008 i was playing with your brother one of my former teammates uh keith as well and just random round of golf Mm -hmm. and i was kind of in that that transition stage of you know playing seriously but playing for fun yeah where now it's like you know, 99% fun. Yeah. I was still like, sorry, Grind, grinding. Yeah. I wasn't playing well and I was frustrated because I knew I could play better. Anyway, there was like a par three, middle of the round, and just like, I think I just fatted it like 30 <laughs> yards, like a 160 yard shot and yeah. fatted it like 30 yards short yeah. of the green. And that was like the sixth bad shot of the day. And I, I had I'd already had enough. Yeah. And I didn't have to go like 11 more holes. And I was just walking back to the cart and just like you have that moment in your mind where like I shouldn't do this yeah, but, but you think about but it. Fuck it, I'm doing it. It. I'm just gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and just the ball washer in that little like black trash can next to it yeah. and just kick the living shit out of it. <laughs> it just it went there was nothing in it so it went flying like 20 feet and sure as shit Rain, ranger rick comes flying around the corner and saw the you whole know, thing saw it all and yeah. just tore me a new asshole and you had to play 11 more holes yeah. after that. and he just you know he got mr power trippy like right. some rangers get and yeah
2: i can throw you off the course
0: and threat left and i'm like Throw me off the course then, and I didn't damage <laughs> Do anything. It. And Do it, man yeah, I'll put it back, whatever. And then get in the car, we drive up, and he drives off, and I'm like sitting in the car, I'm like, man, I feel, like, two inches Sorry. tall right Sorry, now. Guys. Like, yeah. Sorry, guys. Like, no, you didn't deserve
1: that. Like, yeah. that was bullshit. I'm like, no, I was completely in the wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't done it in a while, but I, and I, I don't think I ever, like, snapped one over a knee or anything, but I've broken a couple clubs in my day where it's just, like, you, there's no, like, you feel so small and so dumb. It's right, right. just, like, nothing was worth that. I mean,
0: I, I guess the, the best way to put it was, I was not living under par that day. No. No. Or was I living under par that day?
1: It's kind of (laughs) confusing. So the PGA Tour, I don't know if everybody heard, they're shoving it down our throats. But they have a new slogan. Live under par. Right.
0: Which, before I get, like, we have a certain feeling on this. But before we get into that feeling, like, their intention is good. Sure. Like, it's, like...
1: They're trying. They're to cap- trying
0: to play off of these guys are good. Yeah. So they always shoot under par,
1: but then it kind of loses. It. Like- it's it's saying like they're trying to capitalize on the fact that in professional golf, you interact with the players probably more than any other mm-hmm. sport. You're right up next to them. You can high five them. You know they're not just like throwing a jersey into the stands. You can. I mean, Phil Mickelson's always talking to guys and right. hitting guys with balls, <laughs> but that's kind of the idea is no longer like, is it live, just...
0: Living the good life. Like, no you're, longer you're is doing it just, positive things. Yeah.
1: These guys aren't... These guys are good. They shoot under par. You're living under par with Right. Them. Yeah. So, Li- yeah. Living a life under par is
0: living the good life. Right. And doing positive things, which... That's the message message you're trying to put out.
1: Sure. Yeah. The only problem is when you're saying like
0: you're living under something, it's usually...
1: And we were talking (laughs) before we came on about the the kind of like, you know, in just general context of life, you know, you want to be up to par, you want to be above the line, you know... Over the line. Yeah, over the line. (laughs) I mean, yeah, over the line, I guess not so much, but... Yeah, it's just... Oh, above the line. Yeah, yeah. above the line. Yeah, it just doesn't quite translate, you know, to, like, life under par. You know, that kind of means it almost sounds like it's inadequate. (laughs) So, I don't know if they missed missed something here, but...
0: Yeah, because it's like, like these guys are good, which was the longest running...
1: Professional sports slogan ever. Ever, for 20 years. 20 years. So, two decades. So, it wasn't broken.
0: No, yeah. And... When you say like these guys are good, it's like we look up to you like Right, right. We're like now they're now they're trying to bring everybody into it. Yeah, like, which is a it's a social like, media. we all it we all live under par. It's like I don't do you live like no golf I... golf specific? Like literally, <laughs> I don't live under
1: par. Not do since you live under par not par? since Crooked <laughs> Stick in two thousand seven. <laughs> I've been living over par since that round. Yeah. Exactly. I think That was the last under par round. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's an interesting, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't quite get it. It's a social media push. They're all about, you know, tweeting it and getting, yeah. you know, you can shoot the video and hashtag it, live under par, because you're right there but with you them. you could
0: call it whatever you want if you push it hard enough, but yeah. like, I don't, shelf life of this thing's got to be like four years. <laughs> Maybe.
1: I think they're going to be redoing it next year. I just, I like, just keep I don't, I don't thinking, get it. Yeah, like, you know. You got those, you go up to par on those reports, Johnson? No, (laughs) no, sir. I live under par. (laughs) I'm about that life. (laughs) It just doesn't have much application. These, that's what was so good about these guys are good. I remember, you know, it was, it had such great commercials, like PGA, PGA guys doing regular stuff and which is what they're, these guys are good, you know? And it was the, almost kind of like the holiday and express commercials. Right. This kind of how I always remember it, you know, which
0: I feel like they're trying to apply the same strategy. Like, but like it, they're, they're, they're signing autographs for all these people. Like these guys are living under par. It's like, how is that living under par? Yeah, like, I don't, it I have don't have anything to do with it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the word under, I think is just really, it's mm. the, the
1: literal, it's just, it's, it's not, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Obviously
0: we're confused by it and we're hardcore golfers. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I I, I guess at the end of the day, just what keeps running through my head is they had 20 years. Yeah, They could have gotten 25 out of it. So it's kind of like, kind of like the expectation on my part. If you're, Gonna replace something so good. It better be better be even, good. It yeah. better be just as good, if not better. Yeah, and it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. The message is okay, but yeah, the message yeah. is great. Execution, you guys could have been better. PGA yeah. again, we have
1: numerous
2: <laughs> numerous got a, suggestions. Got opinions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the PGA, they played the Masters. Wasn't the end of the year, as we noted. Man, they, I don't. I, I,
0: I'm, I am big-time Masters Hangover.
1: Yeah, it hurts. Like, big-time. It hurts. I've I've had, like, a hard time, like, you know, Harbor Town. I had a hard time, like, even watching for more than a couple shots. I just got bored. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I love... No offense to Harbor no, Town. Like, I'd it's love an to play amazing course. course. Yeah, yeah, I would love to play it. I would absolutely love to play it. It'd be... You know, It's gr- a decent field, great field. Too. Yeah, I just I, got bored because I just kept thinking of it, uh, you know, as the Masters. It's not as good as that.
0: I just think no matter what you no, slate after that, like, yeah, you're just, yeah, it's I'm hard. sure.
1: Like when Harvard has Harvard, Harvard Town hasn't always been that slot, has it? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I know that was the 50th anniversary of that tournament, but right. was it the 50th time it was there? I don't know. I don't know if that course is fifty years old. I mean, they even wrapped
0: the yeah, the, the lighthouse in the plaid. tartan yeah. plaid, and that didn't even do
1: anything for <laughs> me. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you got a thing about lighthouses? Dressing yeah. up a lighthouse? No, Does know. that usually do it for you? Well, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> but yeah, what was interesting about Harbortown? I probably honestly watched, I want to say maybe fifteen shots of the whole tournament. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, and. But it was kind of cool to see another playoff. How many that was 10 now. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 24 events yeah, so far. Yeah. I did this watch season. the highlights of the whole playoff so that's pretty cool that they, they've had another one. That that's crazy. Yeah. Like 40% of tournaments have gone to playoffs. Right. Yeah. And an all all Asian affair, right? It was Siwoo Kim yep. and Satoshi Kadaira. Correct. Kadiira has been real hot. He's yeah. a good up and coming player. Yep. He had a uh, good showing at a couple of WGC events, so
2: yeah, keep
1: his name on your on your books for the rest of I the mean, year. I mean, like <laughs> Kodaira, I'm looking at the playoff scorecard.
0: They played 18 twice. They both made par both. That's a hard hole, a birdie, mm-hmm. and then makes a two on 17, which is yeah, he not was a, a, not he was a an bomb. easy
1: hole either. He made a bomb for yeah. the win, which is pretty cool. So yeah, another playoff. Ten out of twenty-four events this year. One in a playoff. Keep them coming. Yeah, absolutely. Bonus golf. Bonus golf. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of bonus golf. Uh,
0: Valero. They think Valero, Texas. Valero, Texas Open Is in this San week? Antonio.
1: TPC. Yeah.
0: Um, TPC San Antonio. I think that's going to go in a playoff.
1: Playoffs? Yeah, I'm calling it playoff. Yeah. Yep. Playoff. I'm going to call. Who am I? I'm going to say Billy Horschel. And I'll take Jimmy Walker. Oh, he can't finish. I, I'm I'm rooting for Jimmy Walker. He's had he's had a couple of rough years with some like injuries and illnesses. Oh, yeah, even. Yeah, but he's he's been fighting back the last few months. But he, he never seems to have like make it past the third round. You know, he'll he'll have a good first round or Recently, a good second back round. Back in the day. Gosh. Oh no, absolutely. I, I'm I'm uh, yeah, not doubting Jimmy Walker's uh, long time pedigree. I mean, he's a you know seven or eight time winner major champion he's a stud one of the best putters of the last decade but yeah i'm just saying the last couple years he's you know battling illnesses and he's had a few good first rounds and then just can't seem to put four rounds together so i'm gonna go with horschel he's been really hot billy hot yeah billy billy hot horschel (laughs) and uh i don't know maybe charlie hoffman he's he's always a stud there Chucky's great. Yeah, they got Grayson Murray's leading right now. He's kind of the uh he should be we should have him on the podcast. I think he'd really You think he'd fit in with us? I think he'd fit in. He did you ever see when he put out his Justin Thomas after he won the FedEx Cup and stuff? No. He he did he did a uh Justin Thomas did like a screenshot of his twenty seventeen goals. Okay. And he hit you know, it was crazy, very like intense analytical, right. you know. Uh, strokes against the field numbers right, right. and GIR and like. You Not know, just the, finishes. Or. Yeah, exactly. It was very, you know, very specific. Take uh, care of the process. The results will take care of themselves. Yeah. And he, Justin Thomas, had hit like 17 of 20 or something, you know, and obviously one player of the year and all that. Grayson Murray came out with like a joke on the next day that was like don't play any hungover rounds uh, oh that was him yeah that was grayson murray oh, yeah that's great yeah so i remember seeing that yeah he's actually he's won a tournament he won the barbasol mm-hmm. i think which is the one they play when they're at when the other guys are at the british open right right so he won that one uh he's an auburn guy one somewhere from somewhere alabama or mississippi but he's a he's a really funny guy i mean he's tweeted at like porn stars about you so know coming, he's, he's just letting he, it fly. Yeah, he's kind of like the new new John Daly, I think. So Grayson Murray should be on our uh, on our hit list for upcoming interviews. Yeah, we're gonna follow him. We're gonna DM him, and we'll ask him on the show. That's that's how it works. All right, perfect. You've been put on notice, Grayson. We <laughs> I hope you end up in this playoff this week with Billy Hot Horschel and Charlie Hoff. But before we have him on the show, we have a, our first repeat guest. Okay, no, is that true? I think Joe, Joe repeated uh, true, but yeah, yeah, he did not really count. <laughs> Legacy, so, what, sorry, Joe. Yeah, what did he Friend call? of the friend of the pod.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's he's a borderline unofficial. He's an unofficial podcast, unofficial uh, interview. There you go. Yeah, so official interviewees. Whatever. Anyway, um, so before we have Grayson Murray on the show, right. We're gonna first have Michael Calkin on the show.
1: Intuitive, that was the word I was looking for <laughs> <Intuitive>. earlier. <laughs> all right, these guys are will, good. It's will, intuitive, uh, live under par, not intuitive PGA Tour. All right, A uh, lot, lot went
0: on right there. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. see how well I can edit that, but probably not very well. And uh, nope, <laughs> nope, and uh, just enjoy, going to Michael Calkin. <laughs> enjoy this interview with Michael Calkin. <laughs> Alright, joining us next on Cannonball Golf Pod. You've heard his voice before. He joined us on Uncle Stu's garage at one point. And he's back for the big episode. Michael Calkin. Michael, welcome back.
3: Thanks for having me, Jeff. <laughs> Again. <laughs>
0: Again. What uh what are you drinking right now? Where first of all, where are you at? I know I know you have lots of options down there to uh discuss golf
3: i am at my house in west palm beach florida it's uh 81 degrees beautiful weather i think we've had one day of rain in the last two months average temperature has been between 76 and 82 It's has been fantastic
0: well if uh anyone is, anyone's listening in chicago and they just heard that you might have just pushed them over the edge and they just killed <laughs> themselves because it's been absolutely horrible here. it's been there's been no sign of spring for quite some
2: time after growing
3: up in chicago and then (laughs) living in dc for a while um i don't know why anyone lives anywhere else besides south florida yes it's just uh it doesn't make any sense to me
0: you know you know exactly what i'm what we're talking about and uh and with that so you you purposely just you know twisted the knife (laughs)
3: <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> anyway so uh, what are you drinking you got a you got a tasty bev
3: very generic just a just a cold Coors Light very generic mm-hmm. evening
0: silver bullet cleansing beer we'll, cleansing beer we'll, good old reliable well we'll throw back to uh, late January um, hey. last time we talked it was on Uncle Stu's Garage it was mainly gambling and gambling and more gambling which there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay.
3: No, I felt like quite a degenerate after that <laughs> conversation. I think uh, we'll try to keep this one a little more gentlemanly.
0: So yeah, so let's uh, <laughs> let's keep let's keep this one classy. Uh, let's uh, let's start with the with the with the usual the norm. How did you? Obviously, you and I know each other really well. You have a you have quite the lineage, uh, golf background. Uh, why don't you discuss that for a little bit?
3: Yeah, I mean, golf's been a big part of my life for as long as I can remember. So I've, I've had a club in my hands basically since the womb uh, and a little different than maybe some people who got into golf early. But my mom was actually a PGA golf professional. Um, so she worked at several different clubs throughout my childhood. We moved around a little bit when I was real young. And then when I was nine years old, we moved to the Chicago area where she became the head pro at Prairie Landing Golf Club. Um So, you know, I was playing competitive events, I think, starting at six years old. Um, My mom played at Penn State. I think she won seven or eight college tournaments. She has her own exhibit in the Penn State Sports Museum, actually, in State College, PA. So, you know, she was really kind of the guiding light that got me into the game. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, have access to a great golf facility with practice facilities and, um, you know, someone in my house who could give me lessons and, you know access to clubs and balls and and all that good stuff so i i always said i was the the richest poor kid i knew I, every, every year i got a free new golf wardrobe i always had the best clubs and uh it was uh, it was nice to get the personal yes personal use discount for my mom
0: yeah very true uh to to clear the air prairie landing golf club is a public facility for us public Quite. folk
3: I, and I've
0: I've heard it's gotten even more public. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 it has. But but still good. Robert Trent Jones, good layout. Windy, learn how to play a lot of shots. But that's neither here nor there. Um, your mom like your mom was a PGA pro. That's fairly unheard of. And this was back in. I mean. She's been a PGA pro for a while. She's probably not. Yeah, she
3: was. She was one of the first women to get her PGA card. Uh, she, you know, she did her playing ability tests from the men's tees against men, uh, and she's actually a PGA Life Member now. So I guess she's been. Wow. You know, she's been in the in the PGA program for well over thirty years, which um, qualifies her to be a Life Member. Um, so I think she's one of you know maybe the five or six. Um, you know, longevity-wise as far as females in the PGA program. So uh, definitely was early to that game, and uh, it, it certainly paid benefits for me and, and me getting into the game at a young age. And then my little sister also, um, you know, right she was two years younger than me. She also got into junior golf really young, and, and she went on to play in college as well.
0: Um, are you sure you're not female? <laughs> it's debatable sometimes. <laughs> But you had uh, your mom won seven or eight times in college. Um, you've had some junior wins yourself. You had a you had a pretty stellar junior career.
3: I yeah, I think I, I peaked at seventeen or so. I uh, I won an AJGA and the summer going into my senior year in high school, which is the big recruiting summer. I I think I had seven or eight. You know, top fives and big national events, and I won the John Deere Classic AJGA, which was kind of um, you know my first really big national win, and that really kind of got me on the on the recruiting trail. So, uh, was fortunate enough to get some looks from some college coaches, um, and I ended up accepting a scholarship to Miami University in Ohio.
0: Not the Hurricanes.
3: Not the hurricanes. The hurricanes actually don't even have a men's program. A lot of people don't wow. realize that. All right.
0: Now that you say that, that's kind of a mind blow. But kind of. So makes... they
3: won. They won a couple of national titles in the seventies. Um, actually, Nathaniel Crosby was one of their studs there. Um, Bing Crosby's son was a very good amateur golfer. And then after Title Nine in the late seventies you know with the U getting 80 or 90 football scholarships uh they had to even them out on the women's side and uh golf got the got the short end of the stick so for the last you know 25 30 years they have not had a men's golf program at Miami University or University of Miami in Florida which
0: which is ironic because it's like a private you know private school in Florida you'd think they would they would have that but no kidding um how did college go for you how do you enjoy that
3: I, I definitely enjoyed college uh, I can't say I really enjoyed college golf that much um, I will say going to college for free was uh, a big help to my family and I'm, I'm, I'm very very thankful for that but um, you know for me I don't know I I was kind of weird with my practice schedule when I was a kid like I you know I'd go on two and three day benders where I would practice 10-12 hours a day and then I'd take two or three days off so you know, when you get to college, you're kind of forced into this program where you need to take classes in the mornings and then you, you practice all afternoon and then you got to do homework and, and have some fun at night. So it just became so regimented, um, you know, I think I was pretty immature and uh, didn't really like authority. So <laughs> I kind of rebelled against that. It really affected my golf game. And, um, you know, I had a blast in school, did well in school and, and, and you know, wouldn't have changed going to Miami. Um, met a lot of awesome people there, but yeah. uh, pretty early on, I, probably by my sophomore year, um, I certainly started to fall out of love with golf, and it, it's, it felt like a job. Um, and you know, my results suffered. So I think, you know, I, I was supposed to be pretty highly recruited and, and supposed to be the savior of the program, and I, I did not <laughs> did not <laughs> deliver. I was definitely disappointment um i think i had maybe i probably maybe six or seven top tens in in all all of college um finished in the middle of the pack a lot so did not uh did not live up to the expectations that uh the coach i think wanted me to wanted me to have yeah i
0: can attest like when i worked out at prairie landing um for a bit and can attest to your your practice schedule and Obviously playing at Loyola I could attest you stole the word out of my head, like regimented. It is like it's so regimented, it's it's difficult to get around that and if you don't operate like that, I can see how that could could not be enjoyable. But um you know it happens and whatnot and you know it's hard to make it all the way anyway. But what happened what happened after college?
3: I got a job, like like most people do, and worked my ass off for several years. And uh, you know, I was so burnt out on golf. You know, I, I probably honestly, yeah. I bet I averaged, I bet I averaged five to seven rounds a year yep. my first six or seven years out of college. You know, I'd play in a random corporate event. Um, you know, I'd randomly be in a wedding or something and, and, mm-hmm. and play the day before the wedding. Or, um, but I was mostly after school, I was living in Washington, D.C., and, you know, just living in the city and not belonging to a club. It's just, you know, if, if I'm going to play, I go to a public course. It's a five-hour round. It takes forever to get there. Um, I haven't practiced. My game sucks. It just it just wasn't <laughs> really a priority at all for me um, for a long time. And, um, you know, I think that break – was good. I think it was healthy. I think, and, and now, um, you know, I moved to Florida three years ago. Uh, so I've been out of college for 12 years. I graduated in 06. And three years ago, I fell in love with the game again. So I, I moved down to Florida. I joined a golf club. And, um, you know, it's, it's become a part of my life again. And it's, uh, I have a lot more fun on the golf course. I, I know I'm never going to be a professional golfer. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: you know, I, I don't have to worry about playing for a coach or a team anymore it's just you know it's just my hobby and um it's a game and it's 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 fun and it's, it's what it was supposed to be the whole time and i'm uh you know I, I definitely am in love with golf again which is a great feeling
0: that's all yeah i can yeah outside of chasing it for a couple of years myself i can attest to like the single digit number of rounds a year and you know it's it's hard it's that transition's really hard playing from like big time competitive golf to like, you know, freewheeling golf and just having a good time golf. That that bridge is kinda rocky sometimes, but we're on the other side of the bridge now. Now now you're yeah, down in Florida and you're you're it is April, mid April. How many rounds do you have in so far this year?
3: I, I've I've had a good start to the year. I think I'm at I think I'm at thirty.
0: You're at thirty?
3: i'm at at 30 in mid-april
0: that's amazing
3: so uh you might hit a hundred. you know it's kind of inverted down here it's you know january february march is like peak season so um whether it's member guests or club championships or you know pro members the last three months has really been you know this is the most golf i'm going to play all year by far right and um so it's once we get into the summer and it starts to rain, you know, it's the rainy season. It's super hot, and um, you know, I'll play a little bit less now that the uh, now that the season's over. But it has been a uh, a lovely three months, and uh, I've played I've played a lot of golf.
0: What kind of golf are you playing?
3: As far as score or or, uh, or the venue, like
0: venues and formats and and whatnot.
3: So I played at my course, the Die Preserve in Jupiter. I played with a member member, which is a two man alternate shot and best ball event. We had a pro member where we play with um, a tour pro, which was a, a best ball event. Right. Then at the club championship, which is stroke play into match play um i've played a couple member guests playing another one tomorrow which formats vary all over the place um and then i just i've got a really good group of buddies that we play usually one weekend day we play first group out at 7:30 in the morning and play in three hours and fly around so
2: right. um,
3: that's usually just a nassau that, that we play amongst our buddies um but uh yeah so all over the map but definitely a lot of kind of, you know, inter-club type competitive rounds uh, in February and March.
0: Right. We we talked a little bit about the pro member in episode 8.5, so people can go back and listen to that. We kind of broke that down a little bit. Um, how did how, – how have the other ones gone? I know you said the club championship, right?
3: Club championship, You did, are... uh, I – well, I was the defending. I was defending my title, and in the quarterfinals, I won. I think six and five, and made a hole in one. So, how much did that I,
0: hole in one cost you?
3: Well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry for so jumping the, boat. the group
3: So the group behind me was the other quarterfinal, and I was going to play the winner. They ended up going twenty-one holes. Oh no! So. So I went, and because I won six and five, I went and sat in the clubhouse for almost three hours. (laughs) Like, had lunch, took my shoes off, just, I kind of tightened up. It was like, I just totally lost my rhythm. And I made a hole-in-one, so I was sitting in the bar eating lunch. Everyone's ordering drinks on my tab. (laughs) I'm getting rattled about that. I'm starting to get anxious, like, how big is this bill going to be? And uh, so anyway, I ended up losing in the semifinals to my buddy, garrett who's a good player um we had a blast but it i uh, i did not did not play my best in the semifinal match <laughs> i think my bill was just just a shade uh under under the four figure mark so oh, it was in, the, in the, the very very high three figures which uh so not only did i lose but i also had to had to sign a massive fucking bar tab so it was a pretty shitty deck <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's wild <laughs> yeah that, that's awesome um, what? So a lot of member guest stuff, whether it's at your club or another club. So that's always pretty random. Um, you playing any individual events? I know when I was down there, you discussed trying to qualify for the USAM last year, and it came pretty close.
3: I last year I missed the US mid am by one.
0: Oh, the mid am,
3: which was it was at the at PGA National Championship course, which is where. The Honda takes place so that was uh, you know of course I'm pretty familiar with and I I finished bogey par and I had I I bogeyed 17 and then I had like I had like 210 into 18 the par 5 and made par so very disappointing finish and missed by one Um, so this year I'll play Today I signed up for the USAM qualifier. Um, this year the USAM is at Pebble Beach, so that would be dude, pretty awesome.
0: Dude, get it done.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Get it and done. then uh, the US Mid-Am this year is at Charlotte Country Club. So right. I'll, I'll try for the US Mid-Am, the USAM, um, and then I'll play in the Florida Mid-Am. Okay. Um, but I think that's all I have on the docket um and then in in the fall i'll play an, an event called the crane cup which is at uh it's at the floridian down here okay um it's hosted by jim crane who um owns the houston astros so okay. they, he owns the floridian and the astros they just won the world series so he hosts a big mini event down here in florida that's a that's a really really fun event so i'll probably play in that as well it's so coming off a world not series a ton, um and obviously you know Getting trying to qualify for USJ event is a bit of a lottery ticket. I mean, it's typically you know a hundred guys for three or four spots. So you gotta yeah, you just you gotta wa- go pretty. You gotta go pretty deep.
0: Yeah, you just wanna. You're hoping you have it that day and you make everything you look at basically. Yep. But hey, gotta try. I mean, pebble on the line. Why not? No kidding. <laughs> um. What else is going on? Like, you're, like you're living the golf dream.
3: It, I mean, I... I a golfer's I pinch, dream. I pinch myself. I mean, I, I live in golfer's paradise down here. I mean, between Palm Beach County and Martin County, we've got maybe 30 just ridiculous golf courses. that. Um, and to be able to play me around and just have a good group of friends down here and network to... To get to play a lot of these courses it's um you know i'm i'm very fortunate and lucky and it's uh it's awesome because like i said i mean i, I went i went through a, a funk there where golf really wasn't that fun and it's um it's great that it's a part of my life again and you know it's just, you realize as you get older and especially in your career and stuff i mean you can use golf for so many different things and I've, I've just met so many great people through the game um you know i i, I i'm just i'm so excited i'm playing again and, and uh and it's a part of my life because it's it, it really is a blast
0: so the the die preserve i don't know if we've even talked about this i know you asked me like what i liked about it but like what so it, it's a it's a private club but it's kind of a unique like it's straight golf there's no there's nothing else going on there right and there's
3: no, no tennis no swim meets. Uh, very few females it's uh it's very much a, a boys club and, and purely a golf club so um you know for for me just to be able to just turn off and know that I'm going out there to strictly play golf and I have to, don't have to deal with a ton of social events and a ton of um you know other distractions out there it's it's great and you know when I played there for the first time I, I did a lot of research on local clubs and it, it, it just it, it checked all my boxes and um I love the golf course. It's in great shape, great practice facility, and um, it's a small membership. So I mean, there's no tee times. You can always get out there, uh, and there's a bunch of tour pros who are out there, which is really cool. Um, you know, obviously that speaks volumes for the you know the caliber of track it is. If you got guys who are playing for a living who are uh, are using the facilities, so it's a fun atmosphere. It's it's a really you know low key um, you know membership that you know you can wear flip flops and you can texting yourself in the locker room it's not super stuffy so everyone's very into golf um and it's a it's a really good membership so i've I've had a lot of fun out there
0: two follow-up questions to that the course in and of itself i know we played it but we were too busy trying to win our money back because we were behind the whole time um what like what do you like specifically about the course like who built who built it um style features that you like
3: Yeah, so Pete Dye course uh, built in the mid 2000s. Um, You know, the thing I like about it is it doesn't feel like a Florida course. It feels more like you're in like North Carolina or like a Pinehurst type atmosphere. There's, you know, a lot of pine straw, not a ton of water, um, no houses. It's very, you know, it's kind of a nature preserve with a lot of cypress pine trees. So just, it really feels like you're away from everything um and every tee shot like i can remember every hole so vividly the first time i played it it's like every hole is framed so perfectly um you know a lot of times down here in florida just with the swamp and the palmettos and you know housing communities it's like every hole looks the same like there's not a lot of character with some of the courses um and i just find the die it's just there, there, there's a ton of character every hole's memorable um it just really fits your eye from the tee, which is which is something that I, I really like. Um, and then you know when it gets firm and fast, there's just so many peat dye little subtleties around the greens as far as roll offs. You just you have to be sharp. Um, and it's it's definitely a you know a player's course where you got to be a good ball striker. Um, so it's, those are kind of most of the reasons I like it.
0: Yeah, it's, if anyone's played Florida golf, the typical Florida golf where it's palmetto bushes and lakes everywhere it's the antithesis to that for sure there's no doubt about that which is pretty pretty enjoyable um the second follow-up question is you mentioned pros have you been able to get any uh, any pros
2: wallets
3: um yeah but, <laughs> but certainly give it back at times too um uh, yeah i've 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 won a few bucks off Burger Daniel Berger, um, but then I, I think overall he's definitely up on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, those guys are at their office, right, when they're, right. When they're working. So, you know, you don't you don't want to bug them too much, but it is pretty cool when, you know, late in the afternoon or something, they're going to blow through you and play through and they'll play a hole or two with you or, or an event like the pro member, which is so unique um, to have that, Tournament at our course. Um, you know, when you're playing head to head against Daniel Berger and Ryan Armour and, you know, uh, other tour pros, it's like it, that, that, that's a pretty cool experience for members.
0: Absolutely. And um, in your the Die Preserve, um, the website's public in terms of they have like the whole pro roster. So if anyone's interested, you know, go there, check it out. It's a pretty lengthy roster, which is you know kind of how it is down there you know like every every club has a roster of professionals where they kind of call home and where they practice all the time and it's kind of interesting but uh
3: yeah I mean between I'd say between the Diet Preserve, Medalist Bears Club Bears Club Old Palm and the Floridian I mean between those five courses alone you've probably got honestly 30 to 40% of PGA Tour Cards have a membership at those five clubs. Right, Like, it's just, you know, everyone's down here. Um, obviously, there's a big contingent in Scottsdale as well, some guys in Southern California. But, I mean, by far and away, Palm Beach County and Martin County is the, I mean, it's the headquarters of pro golf.
0: It's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. Any? Have you picked up any, te- has anyone given you, like, a pro tip? Like, Hey Michael, you got you got to do this, or do they just keep their mouth shut and keep taking money from you?
3: No, yeah, not a lot of tips going around. If anything, it's more ball busting, and uh, you know, if I hit a swooper with the wind, that uh, I sneak one past Burger. He calls it a high school hook. (laughs) uh, It's yeah, it's 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 generally more ribbing and ball busting than it is encouragement and, and assistance.
0: The only way to get it by him is with a high school hook, and he's hitting the he's hitting the pro cut back into the wind. Exactly. Wow, those guys are those guys are amazing, man. Unreal. They are.
3: I mean, even I mean that's the thing. It's just like you see the difference with those guys. But then even you play with some of the mini tour guys, like you know, like Brad Gale, who you've had on the show, or Drew Page. I just we just played an event with Drew on Friday. Okay. And I mean, you know, these guys who are playing you know, second and third tier tours who are still just, I mean, the caliber of golf, how good you have to be to make it is just staggering. I mean, because, you know, those guys are unbelievable golfers, and, you know, for them just still not be on, you know, even the web, it's just like, it's it's just unreal to think how, you know, how much talent and how how good you have to be
0: to make it. Yeah, I'll sound like a broken record now, and I'll sound like it forever in saying this, like, the... It's rate. It's razor thin. I keep saying it, but it's true. It's razor thin. How, how good, even the mini tour guys are compared to the like. Basically, it's just like a big pot of. Everybody could play on the PGA tour. It's just a matter of like who gets a bounce here, who makes a putt there. You know, like it's crazy how, how thin the margin is from, you know, outhouse to penthouse.
3: Actually, quick shout out to the Page family. Um, Drew Page's little brother, Carter, who played at NC State, yesterday he shot 68-63 in the minor league tour second major and won, won 10, 10 Gs yesterday.
0: Saw that Saw that post? Saw that check? I cannot Wow. 68-63 is bonkers.
3: I think there was a little wind yesterday, too, and they, they were playing Abacoa, which is a, actually a public course in Jupiter, which it, it's it's a real golf course. I mean, this, this, it's not a pitch and putt, so uh, obviously 63 anywhere is impressive, but um, with a little bit of wind and on that golf course, that's that, that's golfing your ball.
0: That's awesome. Golfing your ball. Congratulations, Little Page, for golfing your ball and winning 10 k <laughs> And going to I believe they celebrated at a, a Tigers restaurant there in Jupiter.
3: Yeah, we met up with them um, at a different bar, but I think they were at the woods starting and um I, I don't want to start any rumors, but I, I heard there were some other stops later in the evening.
0: <laughs> I mean, why not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. If you or I won ten grand in an event, you know, I'd probably ha- be half gone by two AM popping the good stuff um speaking of popping the good stuff uh we'll we'll wind this down with uh additions to our spotify playlist i know you gave an addition before um but i'm gonna ask you for another one
3: all right um... A song i really like that i've been listening to playing golf recently is the song and it's it's timely for golf because you're you're alone out there you're like a closing pitcher every (laughs) shot so the song's called loner and it's by acoustic hookah
0: acoustic you come up with some wild stuff i kind of like it i know
3: acoustic spelled with an e okay it's spelled spelled weird by acoustic hookah great song
0: okay just good beat, good lyrics. What do we got going?
3: Good beat, good lyrics, and uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, you're you're a loner. If you're, if you're out on the golf course, there's no one helping you. You're uh, you're on your own. So I think it kind of ties in nicely with golf.
0: I uh, do. You always feel like you're alone, even though if you have like a teammate.
3: I, I've been told I'm not a great teammate on the <laughs> golf course. <laughs> Apparently, my expectations of uh, people's ability to uh, to use course management and logic and uh, oh, <laughs> you're, I, I'm
0: you're, working on it. I'm working on being a better teammate. Your, so, uh, your skill and I golf IQ level and just normal IQ level is a lot, a lot higher than most. So you need to be patient with the others, you know what I mean? Well, it's just
3: these. It's just my frustration with the net game and and the giving shots. So it's just when, when someone gets a shot and they do something stupid with it and waste it, it it infuriates me even more as someone who has to give a lot of shots because, you know, I, you know, my typical response to people is just why don't you practice harder and get a little pride and don't play with any shots? But uh, that doesn't go over too well.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I remember us being in the middle of a fairway. You're, like, you're just like, well, I'm laying one, and he's laying zero. And, yeah, this isn't going to turn out good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you joining us yet again. Getting more into your background. And it's always good to catch up. Uh, you know, me being in Chicago and you being down in Florida. But, uh... Again, I'll put it out there. If you ever need a fourth, just send up the jet. I'll be right down.
3: (laughs) Come on down anytime, man. (laughs) All
0: right. Appreciate your time. This is a lot of fun. Cheers. All right. Take care. So, yeah. Calkins in the warmest of warmest weathers. Real jerk. We are not. (laughs) (laughs) The...
1: Weather in Chicago has been absolutely horrible. Awful. We had, I mean, there's snow on the ground this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it is April 19th, and we had snow on the ground this morning, a couple inches earlier this week. And also, the worst part is, like, every weekend's
0: been horrible. Yeah. And then, like, Wednesday, it's, well, it's 70 degrees. Yeah, but we can't, can't do anything with that because we're sitting on our goddamn desks. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. So,
1: but the 10-day looks... 10 Season. days starting to look good, yeah. Good meaning like mid 50s and a couple 60s in there, right? Sunny and nothing in the 40s for the next right 10 days, so which is
0: where it's supposed to be,
1: yeah. And we have even more pain. I think I've mentioned before, I'm on the uh Reddit uh subreddit for golf, and there's even more pain up in the Minnesota golfers and. <sighs> Uh, Wisconsin golfers, oh Canada, yeah Canada golfers. They don't. They get they get weather for one day in June, I think, people or are, summer for one day in June. People are itching, man. I feel like people are like borderline, like yeah. going bonkers. It's getting crazy. It's getting kind of close to where <laughs> to where you know we'd be we'd be calling bullshit on this weather right. if it goes another week. But not lot, like we we're scratching itches and like you've
0: got like a random day in february and like yeah. a random it just hasn't been consistent no. which i think has been
1: the problem yeah so
0: what are you most looking forward to in spring golf besides us the
1: sunrise circuit you looking sunrise. forward any any events or anything so i don't have anything planned except i will probably be in new york for work toward Ooh. the end of may okay and i'm gonna try if i can swing it I'm going to try and play Beth page on the Saturday that I'm there. So I have always been obsessed with Beth page black. You know, I didn't grow up in a country club. I, I still remember one of the best commercials ever was the, USGA commercial when they first hosted the US open okay, and it showed all the guys, uh, you know, putting on their golf shoes on the, and sitting in the trunk of their right. car. Oh yeah. And you know, guys walking up to the starter box and There's stuff like that. There's gotta be like an ESPN East It was an amazing, yeah. amazing commercial about how, you know, this, and it was like a camera coming over the hill to the mm-hmm. amazing, you know, whatever hole at Beth page it was. And it is this one's for you? So you know all you public public course golfers, Beth Page. Right. So that's always been kind of my attainable holy grail uh, in the U.S. And I, they have a new online booking system that's pretty sil- simple. You can book, I think, five days in advance if you're not a New York resident. Sure. So I signed up an account last week. I booked a test tea time. I actually had I had a tea time. I had a confirmation email for a tea time last Saturday. Are you serious? Yeah, and I I mean it's a, it's a really good online system. I just canceled it immediately. I just wanted to see if it actually worked because it used to be just you know you, you had to show up yeah, or whatever exactly. But you can get a tea time for a single really booked online reserved for you from you know your house in Chicago. That's nice. So I'm I set a uh, I set a calendar reminder for. Monday at, I think it's Monday at 7 p.m., five days before the Saturday where I would be able to book it. So I'm going to log on right at 7 7.01 and try and book a Saturday morning tea time. Right. Yeah. But that's kind of the only one I'm really looking forward to at this point. And it's, I'm for sure going to New York, just got to see if I can swing, you know, staying an extra night, getting out to Long Island and making it happen. That'd but, be awesome. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. I, I follow a uh, really. Cool writer for uh, Golf Digest. Her name is Ashley Mayo. She's a New York writer for Golf Digest, okay. and has a really good social media uh, presence, Presents. good following. And she she went out there on Saturday for opening day, and it just looked amazing. That was so. Beth Page has been. The state park, the other course is kind of like Cog Hill. They've been open for you know a couple right. weeks, a month, whatever. But Black Course just opened on s- this past Saturday, and okay. she took a bunch of photos out there. It really got me itching to go out. So I will be in the New itch York. Is even larger now. Yeah, it's like it's it's a little <laughs> like, more... like it
0: better be nice
1: that day or else. Right, I'm I'm playing. No, if I have ever... even if it's a I'll, monsoon, I'm like bringing you're rain going, gear. Yeah, I mean I'd I'd pay a hundred dollars or hundred twenty whatever it is to play beth page black in the rain i don't yep. care i'll shoot 100 i don't care yep yeah so what about you
0: uh again you go <laughs> you go from crooked stick to beth <laughs> page
1: I, go, I have fine tastes sir go, as I, we've covered
0: i go from lost marsh which is lost in the oil drums of like gary and indiana, <laughs> Hammond, indiana. <Yep. laughs> to i don't i i don't the next thing i'm signed up for is that eighth annual pat grange memorial foundation okay which is the end of june nice um i will probably plug it pretty hard
1: coming up yeah for pat, sure uh remind me of the interview we did what was his name lingren ryan lingren ryan our is... very first interview yeah. actually
0: episode 001 yeah he's the
1: host of that uh, one of the hosts yeah he's that like yeah, there's like four board
0: members so that's the only thing I'm really signed up for and um, registration is going to open up extremely soon I'm on the uh, event committee they invited me and a couple other people to be on the events committee are we going to
1: sponsor a hole out there um, cannonball golf chugging hole
0: we could do that we got we got Pat Dorgan doing the beat the pro out there oh he is we could maybe sponsor that hole perhaps yeah I don't All know. Right.
1: We'll, we'll discuss. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's the only thing I got lined up. Um, what are you
1: looking at over here? So I'm looking. At, so <laughs> Jeff has his
0: own. Uh, so talk about scratching itches. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had I've always had this this kind of crazy Excel doc I'm looking at. <laughs> well, I've always had this quote unquote problem to where, um, in playing like team event like fun team events. Mm-hmm. There's no really like centralized
1: place to go find something. Yeah. You, you just you, have to like know about it you or whatever. Need to know the charity or, or know who's hosting or know the course. even that's yeah.
0: just like, cor- cause courses run their own stuff too, yeah. but
1: they just kind of run it like off their website. So yeah.
0: you just have to like, maybe you're at a course one day and you're pissing in the urinal and you look up, you're like, oh, sweet. Like two man scramble next yeah. weekend. Like so I'm going to play in that. So. <laughs>
1: I've, I've just been, you've I, been pissing in a lot of urinals, is what you're telling me. No, us.
0: I've just been using the web. Um, I've started a list. We okay. got about like twenty team events here uh, so far. But um got like eight eight events I'm looking at between now and you know, the end of May. Okay. Mostly nice. like two and four person scrambles around various uh courses around around chicagoland just stacking up uh pro shop gift certificates yeah you know i mean if you're gonna go plan the weekend like might as as well well,
1: you know win 20 bucks
0: yeah um so yeah i think i just kind of expand this thing out a little bit but
1: it's a pretty cool list i think it's a good resource like you said it's kind of hard to find you can't. It's very hard to just Google like Chicago golf outings. There,
0: there's like a couple. Yeah, there's a couple things, that but it's not. Up, fair. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that's like organized mm-hmm. is definitely geared towards like the more competitive golfer. Like right. there's one on the list that I put on there because I played in the past. This year it's the 35th annual Illinois State Scramble at Village Greens out in the Westburys. I played in with Keith, mm-hmm. former teammate. Um, played in it once. It was rain soaked. It was it was. The weather was horrible, but the event was awesome. Yeah. There was, like, a shit ton of money that you can win, like, big-time skins, big-time, you know. Stakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that brings out, like, the really, really good golfers. Right, really like good all that sure. You know, they played at scratch. Whereas, like, you go to a Cog Hill and play in a two- or four-man scramble. It's just kind of like, you know, normal people that are yeah. playing like, like us. Um,
1: so, yeah. It's just... Kind of put. There's, I don't, it's a, way, I don't, to, it's a I don't, way to filter your time with this yeah, this list you got. Well, make yeah. sure you're getting your bang for your buck in these exactly. scrambles.
0: And then you know it's always hard to get out on the weekends. Yeah, from from family and stuff. But if you have, hey, I'm playing this four man scramble in in four weeks with these guys. Sounds a for lot. Charity. Sound yeah. Sounds <laughs> sounds a lot different than, hey, like me and Charlie and Joe and Stu are going to play. You know. Yeah, on on Saturday, right? Sounds old, you know. It's, it's with it's sell with purpose.
2: Sells. It's all about sales. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> <gotta> <laughs> se- sell, sell, sell the s- sell the
0: home. Gotta, <laughs> gotta sell it. Gotta sell it. All right, let's wind this down. Uh, what do you
1: got? What are you gonna add? Spotify this week? I'm I'm gonna do an un- unprecedented back to back artist, but I think you will all forgive me when I tell you that I'm picking another Beatles song. I was listening to the radio on my way to get some lunch at work today, and it was one of the first sunny days all week, and great Chicago XRT DJ Terry Hemmert, who loves the Beatles, appropriately played this song for the upcoming Chicago Spring. from my all-time favorite beatles album revolver good day sunshine love it and this i don't need to say anything else that's pra- I, I 50s and 60s on the 10-day forecast <laughs> <laughs> can't wait
0: i love i love how we're on like the same page sometimes without talking about it mm-hmm. um because obviously we talk before yeah. a little bit and kind of organize some stuff so this is semi you know, okay, <laughs> semi smooth, but sure, yeah. We didn't tee this one up, and my thought process was the, the exact same. <laughs> it's just executed a little bit differently, but, um, same premise, also a repeat artist okay. that we've had uh, on the nice, list. Nice, nice. Also a repeat artist that has liked us and we have featured in our instagram account all right one, I don't... one mr bob Seeger.
1: hell yeah bobby
0: <laughs> so bob comes back but in a different voice and if you don't know by now my man's eric church yep eric church covers this covers this song and the reason i thought about the song the song's called turn the page yes Want to turn the page on winter. It's done. (laughs) Like Close the book. Need to turn turn the page. Turn the page, close the book, (laughs) burn the book. Need to get the spring, (laughs) if not summer, as soon as possible. But the reason I found this song was, um, as Stu highlighted earlier, have a mini vinyl collection. Yeah. And this weekend is national record store day
1: it is that's true yeah
0: and it actually falls on a saturday this year so i could actually get there early and get what i want i love record store day and eric church is coming out with um vinyls of just his cut he had a recent live album Mm -hmm. come out that was like in four parts 61 songs wow which is kind of crazy it's an intense album but he's only putting the songs he covered on vinyl Oh, okay and the song is his version of Bob Seger's Turn Bit. Turn the page. Because
1: Winter. Dut, get out of here, Winter. Yeah.
2: On a long, long
1: spyway, peaceful
2: and You can mm-hmm. listen to it. On an out there one long song. You can think about the woman on a girl you knew
1: my wife's the piano player that's uh, that's charlie that's charlie on the the keys ah i missed it i meant to do this yeah that's what i was looking for charlie
0: charlie on the ivory
1: there you go yeah i'm not the piano player in the
0: house (laughs) yep but there yeah i think there we have it I i think the theme is the theme is set. It's it's springtime. So winter. We, this we start- is actually our
1: last podcast. We're just gonna be golfing from here <laughs> yeah. on out. We only did this to get us through okay. the winter. We, yeah, we <laughs> joked
0: about it. Yeah, like the worst time to start a golf podcast is in the winter, and yeah. now we're fourteen now episodes in, and we're finally maybe turning the page. Yeah. So springtime is here. Absolutely. So
1: that's gonna do it. I hope you enjoyed it. As long as you guys keep tuning in, we'll keep teeing it up. Cannonball! Good night. But
3: right here, cannonball, it. <coughs>
1: cannonball! Right back. <laughs> and then one more of these right on top of cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. No.